Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora from the rafters of the Stanley Marketplace. This is the show dedicated to telling the stories of Aurora, Colorado. Hi there, I'm Dave, Senior Marketing Manager for Visit Aurora. We're housed in one of the most unique commercial endeavors in the United States, the Stanley Marketplace is home to more than 50 independent businesses, but more than a shopping center, it has become a cultural hub and community gathering space. Today, we're joined by Ali Fredin, General Manager at Stanley Marketplace. Thank you for joining us, Ali. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, Before we get into the amazing history of this place, I'd like to learn more about you. Uh, You spent 10 years working as a communications manager for the Ritz-Carlton Denver, a marquee luxury brand before coming to the Stanley, uh, you know, shortly after it opened. What was it about this opportunity that was too much to pass up? I think it really was an exciting opportunity to take the um, skills and uh, experience with uh, in terms of hospitality, tourism, marketing, PR, and take what I learned and hone in on how I could bring that to Stanley. at the time, the marketplace was probably only about 60% occupied, and I knew that this was going to be a game changer. I'm also a proud uh, native of the area and was really excited um, to see what this community would do for the area. Was there a feeling for you that this is my chance to kind of sculpt this in my image? This is my baby, my project to a degree? A little bit of that, and also, be a support and say, how can I help and uh, add another layer of support and idea building and collaboration to what was already a great foundation and help build upon that and execute um, some of the ideas and uh, happenings that were in place and build upon them to create what is now this vibrant community gathering place, as you mentioned. I want to focus completely on the Stanley, but before we do, I've got to ask you, since you spent so much time at the Ritz-Carlton, you've got to have some juicy celebrity stories. Do you have any you can share with us? I do because they were public events. Um, We hosted two back-to-back evenings with Peyton Manning okay. when he was a Denver Bronco and he was he's an incredibly nice man um, one of the years though uh, I guess this could be a kind of a juicy story is we had confirmed with Peyton and I, I will say I have his personal phone and mm. email address <laughs> and I had written him the week before to uh, confirm this second year um, at Elway's downtown, the signature restaurant for the hotel, and he had confirmed, and people flew in from all over the nation for this rewards event. So the room is full, the guests are there, some people have their kids, their spouses, food is being served, drinks are poured. Peyton is nowhere to be found. So I call him, and he answers and says, I'll be there in 30. And so I think he uh, he spaced (laughs) and he ended up making it and we were able to stall and the show went on. And he, of course, being such a um, charismatic guy, just everyone kind of forgot about the slight delay. But I think that that probably stands out shows up in a dirty t-shirt and his dad jeans and <laughs> yeah no he he took that shower combed that hair put on that sharp blazer and he made that appearance and i think he um what was special is he made sure he spent quality time with each family or attendee yeah. so much so that he actually asked about 
who they were and their Aww. stories. So when he met you, oh, Dave, I understand you worked in radio. Right. So that was cool. Oh, well, thank you for indulging us on that. In 1942, Robert Stanley became the first American to fly a jet airplane. He was also the inventor of the ejection seat in aircraft, which was which has saved countless lives. Uh, in 1954, he opened up Stanley Aviation, which became Aurora's largest employer. And even after Stapleton Airport closed, it remained in business until 2007. Then the area kind of became abandoned. The, the building became a blight. I mean, frankly, can you tell us how the Stanley Marketplace as we know it today kind of rose from those ashes? Sure. And it's a really interesting story. And it just goes to show the power of relationships, neighbors, community and coming together. And it started with three neighbors who live uh, in the neighborhood and all had small kids at that time and kind of started talking and saying, wouldn't it be great if there was a local beer garden Mm. where we could go? And on warm summer nights, your dogs are playing and the kids are running around and you're sharing in stories and cheer and laughter with your fellow neighbor. And so the idea started with a beer garden in this area. And they looked at many locations and there was just nothing that fit the bill. And I believe it was the city of Aurora that said to the three original founder and visionaries for the project, hey, have you thought about the old Stanley Aviation Building? And of course, to your point, a blight, a property that was basically a barrier between communities. Right. And they looked at that and said, well, it's 140,000 square foot building, by the way. It's a big beer garden. Big beer garden (laughs) was their thought of, yeah, that sounds really neat, but... That's going to be probably the U.S.'s largest beer garden if anyone was to actually ever do that. But then they had another idea and they thought, well, what if a yoga studio or the florist I know or the Pilates instructor that is a neighbor or anything, any of these small business and entrepreneurs that were in their network and the vision slowly but surely became that of Who says it just has to be a a beer garden? What if this could be a collective of like-minded individuals, entrepreneurs that shared in the vision of making the community better and stronger with a community asset where everyone could kind of fulfill that dream, whether it's your third or fourth location or your first ever brick and mortar. And little by little, people started signing on and wanting to be Hmm. a part of this. And I think it was definitely a risk for all involved, but the vision was there, the drive was there, and the true desire to want to make it work and to build bridges in an area that otherwise had barriers. I'm guessing, and I have no authority to know, but it would have been cheaper to probably raise the building and the land and develop from scratch, but there was a concerted effort to honor the history and and capitalize on the inherent charm of this building. Why do you think that was? I think, of of course, you know, there's uh, probably some economic benefit, right? Uh, An adaptive reuse where there is probably some funding if you are able to 
uh, adapt an existing uh, property and preserve that, which, by the way, this is part of the historic preservation mm. and um, has that status here. And I think you're right. It probably would have been cheaper, but the charm and the essence. And now, I mean, it's so cool that they, I mean, they kept the original floors. If you come to Stanley Marketplace, you will see on the first level, all of those red lines were mm-hmm. the original assembly line wow. zones. And the office that we are sitting in, home to visit Aurora, we call it, this was the suits office where Bob Stanley and the other executives were able to watch the workers manufacturing throughout the day. And so the fact that they kept intact so many original features just really makes it that much more special. From the original neon Stanley Aviation signs to the floor to um, our factory fashion uh, school here at Stanley Marketplace was the original break room for all of the Stanley Aviation workers back in the day where they would watch planes land and take off from 26th uh, runway 26 which is now 26th avenue so uh, preserving as much of the history and what made the building probably not special at the time but now seeing what it's become but preserving what they could makes it all the more special and i think really appealing and people very much appreciate the history and when they come in for the first time almost always the first thing is where can I learn more about the history and we have a wall of history courtesy of the Aurora History Museum um, that really shines light uh, photos and a timeline and and I think people truly appreciate that we did uh, preserve the property. Stanley Marketplace is proud to house 50 plus independent businesses. Talk about that a bit. Why was it so important for the vision of the Stanley to be a hub specifically for local businesses? I think that wherever you go in in the nation, you can always find your big box stores. But more and more people want authentic experiences, things that you can't get just anywhere. And so by curating this collection of independent Colorado-born concepts, it just really attracts people in a different way. I think, how many times have you seen or heard the local mall closing, being raised for more uh, apartments or one big box store versus the, the mall as we knew it as teenagers, right? And so, I think they were able to create sort of the next generation hyper-local mall, if you will, Um, but doing so in an authentic and meaningful way because it really does celebrate small businesses, entrepreneurs, and people really crave authentic and uh, genuine experiences, which I think Stanley offers. I imagine national brands have come to you to try to get space. Uh, Have you had to turn down those opportunities even if on a balance sheet it would have been a smart move all the time yeah yeah we have inquiries from fast food chains to uh franchise fitness groups uh coffee companies and it's just not in the spirit of who we are is local 
and uh, Colorado born. There's also an emphasis here on sustainability and responsible consumerism. You see that reflected in the businesses here from locally sourced materials and ingredients to biodegradable packaging, or even in the case of Zero Market, basically no packaging or waste. Um, is that a conscious initiative from the marketplace or just a reflection of the type of tenants that you attract? I think both. And absolutely, we want to do our best and put our our best foot forward in reducing that carbon footprint and being as uh, eco-conscious as we can on a day-to-day basis. We have a composting program. As many of our restaurants use compostable takeout and dishware where possible. And of course, there's no better example than somebody championing this concept that's been doing it for years and introducing it to the masses, which I think is so important, which is zero market. I've talked about this with Javi and Jen from Chaluna and and Terry from Rolling Smoke Barbecue, Michelle from Create Kitchen and Bar. There's a real collaborative spirit among the tenants here. Uh, We're even called the Stanley family. What, What do you think it is that fosters that sense of community? It sounds corny, but we truly are a family and you see it with with anything from employee sharing if somebody has a new employee that's looking for a full-time position and they only have part-time but their neighbor might also have part-time both of those organizations might be able to form one full-time position for Mm -hmm. that person working together it might be something where a business owner has a new baby and we throw a baby shower for that person to celebrate that milestone for them. Um, So we really bounce ideas off. We collaborate. We celebrate together. We also hurt together. When we went through the closure for two months during the height of the pandemic, none of us had ever been through anything like that. So we've been through, as you would say, thick and thin, ups and downs, and we've only come out stronger as a community. Beyond being a, a retail space and a hub for great restaurants and breweries, the Stanley Marketplace is also known as a place for Aurora and Central Park residents to come together. Can can you talk about some of the fun events that you hold here and why that community element is so important? Sure. We celebrate throughout the year. So it's not just the obvious holidays like your uh, Christmas and Eastern Thanksgiving and some of the major holidays, but we also like to celebrate cultural holidays and bringing various communities together to celebrate here at Stanley Marketplace. And that might mean Hispanic Heritage Month celebration. Last Friday night, if anybody was here, we had an incredible night celebrating uh, that culture here with dancing and mariachi and craft makers and again they are also small businesses and entrepreneurs much like we are and so being able to give platform to musicians dancers makers to bring them to Stanley to you know expose other audiences to the culture and their craft is really exciting we have worked with countless schools and other nonprofits to house Uh, art exhibitions. We have a few Aurora-based artists that have done murals around Stanley. And so we really like to get creative and and we're more, I would say, yes people, or I'm a yes person (laughs) versus a, um, sorry, it's not a good fit. I like to take a lot of these inquiries and leads and so many of the fun activations we have at Stanley come from 
community members coming to us and saying, I'm a local artist and I would love to just showcase my art for a day. I'm from Brazil and I would love to show the art and colors and vibrancy of my country to your community. That is a huge yes. Why would we not give that that platform to people and so it's really fun to be able to put on anything from the the bigger activations and performances and events you see from uh, concerts in our field with the Denver Philharmonic Orchestra to Aurora Symphony the list goes on and you also do fundraisers and farmers markets it's just really great community gathering experiences which by the way it feels so amazing that we can gather once again a lot of retail places were hit really hard during the pandemic and you've touched on this a little bit. Uh, how did you adjust through the last couple of years and, and what are some of the lessons you took from it? Oh, that's a good question. I'd say the, the biggest thing is we are stronger together. And it sounds cheesy, but we truly are. Everyone banded together and pivot, I think, was the word of 2020 mm-hmm. and into 2021. Yeah. But learning how can you still do business? How can you maintain relevancy in a time where you think you might be doomed? And for us, I mean, that looks like a parking lot to go program where our restaurants that had food trucks set up their food truck. If they didn't have a food truck, they were running inside, taking to go orders, bringing them out to cars. We even had Mother's Day and Easter fall on um, days where the marketplace was closed. And we had all of our retails, of course, more than six feet apart, set up (laughs) with individual stores outside. But because you couldn't make contact, they were drive up format and everything was pre-packaged at various price points. So for example, if you were zero market, there was a 30, a 50, and say a $75 bag. And knowing that so many of our uh, followers and loyal uh, supporters of Stanley wanted to say, how, how can we support during this time? So they would drive up and say, I'll take a $40 bag and kind of didn't know what you were going to get, but hmm. it didn't matter. Right. And I think that's another thing we learned is how special Stanley and the people of Stanley is to our community that they didn't care what was in those surprise retail bags that they drove up and just wanted to support. And so we figured out how to operate safely and in a unique way that had not been done before. And we were all in it together, figuring it out every single day. Well, and the, the best way to get support from a community is being a part of that community. And I think that's what Stanley does incredibly is really in, ensconcing itself as a pillar of the community. Um, there are five venue spaces here for great events, none more impressive than the hangar, which has recently been rebranded as the Loom Colorado. Um, really exciting exhibit coming. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the Dolly Alive exhibit that'll be housed here and, and how you think it'll impact the Stanley? Absolutely. It, it opens here at Stanley Marketplace October 21st. Uh, we think it will run through January and we're really excited. This is probably going to be the most impressive, immersive experience yet that the hangar has welcomed. Uh, the Loom, as it's being dubbed, is transform this space into an incredible immersive cultural phenomenon showcasing the works of Salvador Dali, Spanish uh, surrealist, and uh, it will show uh, Wednesday through Sundays 
and we're just really excited for this next level in digital immersive art. I also hear that it is a multi-sensory experience, so it's not just the visual, but sounds and scents and other uh, ways to enliven the experience through multi-sensory experiential uh, visits. We've also watched as residential properties are springing up around the Stanley Marketplace. Uh, what can you tell us about Stanley House and, and what it'll bring to the area? We are so excited for the Stanley House apartments to open. They were slated to uh, go up a few years ago and then of course the world was uh, turned upside down as we know for a few years though so a bit delayed and so we are thrilled about the 168 units. It's two buildings. The architecture very much mirrors and plays off of the aesthetic of Mm -hmm. Stanley Marketplace. So really design forward. The units range anywhere from studios to two bedrooms. The beauty for the marketplace and the residences their amenities in terms of retail are here. Yeah. So a stone's throw away, you can work out, shop, drink, go to your dentist appointment, all the things that you would need to do in your daily life right here um, on the same property virtually. So we're really excited to welcome this next uh, generation of our extended Stanley community, and they'll start moving in about December 1st. Wow, and, it, and it's proof that Stanley is always evolving constantly, and we're seeing an amplification of things to do here in the evening from the Stanley Beer Hall to the Sky Bar, um, even Denver Biscuit Company and, and Rosenberg's After Dark. Uh, is that part of the plan to make the Stanley even more robust for date nights and evening activities? Exactly. And and we know that our neighborhood is often, or our, our fan base is often driven by a lot of the families in the neighborhood. But as of right now, if you're here, you know, on any night of the week past 7, 8 o'clock, it's pretty quiet except for the few restaurants and bars that are open on uh, the west side of the property. So we're really looking to activate later into the evenings, especially with this group of residents as well as a neighboring project. We're going to have a thousand residents within the next six to eight months that are residing within one block of the marketplace. And a lot of them will be students, couples, singles. And so how do we elevate our evening programming? We're talking monthly silent discos, which we brought back our first one about a month ago. We're talking about potentially, uh, you know, drag queen bingo and naughty Santa trivia (laughs) come holiday season. And is it pajama bar crawls around the marketplace? So really trying to have some fun and get creative on how do we program into the evenings. And it might mean that some of our bars do reverse happy hours. I know Create Kitchen and Bar and Stanley Beer Hall are both doing a reverse happy hour. Annette already is a late night dining option. So I think they'll continue that as well. I'm glad you mentioned Annette. How cool is it that you have a James Beard award-winning chef on the property here? It's incredible. And Caroline and her team have just worked tirelessly to be consistently awesome. And they did it during the pandemic. They were the one of, if not the first, I can say, places to offer those 
individual safe dining pods with their greenhouses. We still have a few here. And so we're just so thrilled for her and her team. And they are so deserving of the honor. You know, I have to speak for, for myself here, but it's so cool to work in this building so much so that I find myself coming here on the weekends, you know, who goes to their work on the weekends, you know, but it's such a bustling, fun place to just, you know, grab a slice of pizza from Rosenberg and sit here in our conference room and look over the the marketplace as it's bustling. I mean, there's really a, a great energy to this place. Well, and to your point about you want to come here on your weekends, on your days off. Mm-hmm. Also, how many people want to work or live where they work? Yeah. We have, I've probably talked to 15 to 20 employees of various businesses here that all want to live at Stanley House Apartments, which is a testament to not only the small business owner who employs them, but to the community that we've built and that they want to live literally on the property in which they also come to work every day. And so that makes me and and us feel really good about what we've built here. I think it's also a testament to responsible development because there's important Aurora history right here um, and it's being amplified it's being preserved I think it's really important that that the approach to that has been responsible absolutely I couldn't agree more and I think we're, we're incredibly proud of that and the the development team has worked hard to ensure that 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 stands uh, Stanley marketplace pops up as one of the top things to do in Aurora and by many it's considered one of the cornerstones of what is being called in Aurora Renaissance where do you see the Stanley going in the future and, and more broadly Aurora as a city I think Aurora's just getting started I mean as a kid I, I grew up in in Denver but we came crossed over if you will into Aurora all the time from the the it was the Aurora Mall as a kid, but mm-hmm. we we would go shopping there. Of course, for the best ethnic food in town, we we came over this way. And so I think we will continue to see the dining scene elevate even more with some of the wonderful uh, restaurants that we have. And I think that will only continue, I think, between the medical campus in Stanley with all of the projects being developed within. I think we can expect a lot more entertainment. Of course, Gaylord Rockies, that whole area is booming. Um, I think there's just a lot of excitement growth. We know the residential uh, growth is really happening here in Aurora. And so I think the best is yet to come for the city. I know you can't play favorites here, and this is my last question for you, but uh, I wanna know your personal gems here, the foods you can't resist, the shops you can't get enough of, or you know, craft a perfect day at the Stanley for somebody listening that's gonna stop by here, because you can literally spend a whole day here. Well, right now, my, my go-tos, I mean, every morning I come here for the last five plus years, I start at Logan House Coffee, grab a coffee or a tea. I then move on to Rosenberg's for a cinnamon raisin bagel. Mm, (laughs) There's nothing, there's no bagel that even touches Rosenberg's. There just isn't. Almost always a green juice from Sweet Gold Juice, which by the way, started as a vendor at our farmer's market and is now a staple in our uh, small business collection here. And then I'd have to say Rolling Smoke, barbecue you can do no wrong Mm -hmm. and 
they're just incredible. Um, Vibe Wellness, I have to say, they they really offer it all under one roof. So whether it's acupuncture, um, earlier in, I'm, I'm pregnant and I was not feeling well, they do acupuncture. It changed my life for those three weeks. Wow. Now I'm going for prenatal massages. And so <laughs> it may not even be fitness, but it's overall wellness. And so they offer a total wellness uh, experience for mind and body. So I, I think they're fantastic. One of my favorite things is to see the 75 year old woman at fly kickbox. Every once in a while, oh. you'll see a, an octogenarian in there throwing some kicks. It's great. It's great. And the talk, I mean, talk about a loyal base. I believe they have somebody that travels a couple times a month for their classes from Nebraska. And then I can't uh, forget Stara, Danielle uh, from the Netherlands originally. The store here is named after her daughter, which Stara is star. Um, Dutch uh, is the translation. And she offers such a fun um, ambiance and really a uh, great price point for really fun clothes. And so love that boutique too. And of course, you got sweet treats with Sweet Cow and, and Miette, an incredible chocolatier. Uh, I mean, the options are endless here. We could glow on about them for all day if we wanted to. I mean, it's absolutely an incredible place where you can have a full immersive day with a, an assortment of activities, and they're all kind of locally born. Exactly, and, and even our new playground, right? I'll soon hopefully be bringing my baby here to go play at the Lubert's Light All-Inclusive Playground. And so inclusivity, right? It's accessible to, to all kids to all kids of all abilities mm -hmm. and so we are are just very proud to be able to do our best every day to be inclusive to all people regardless of where they've come from or how they can get to us and offer everyone the same fun and loving experience you just got to come to the stanley marketplace and experience it for yourself there's something that you're going to love here and it's going to become part of your top favorite definitely make sure you visit the stanley marketplace at 2501 north dallas street here in aurora Allie, it means the world that you took the time with me today congratulations on your forthcoming baby and the congratulations on everything you've done here thank you it's i'm i'm incredibly humbled to be a part of uh this uh place and it just it's great five years in and here's to five more hopefully stanleymarketplace.com you can also find them on facebook instagram and tiktok at stanley marketplace hey thank you for listening to the gateway to the rockies podcast visit aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the city of aurora colorado and acts as the primary liaison between meeting planners and hotel partners as aurora's convention and visitors bureau visit aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing aurora as a premier destination for meetings business and leisure travel Travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75 plus hotel properties with 13,500 plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. As Colorado's third largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces, and 250 plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, visit Aurora's role in the local community beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.